0: Hello and welcome to Business in Overdrive, the podcast where we discuss what it takes to build and scale a successful business in our modern-day society. We touch on topics such as business strategy, marketing, advertising, and much more. Business in Overdrive is brought to you by Open Design, a digital marketing firm based in Northern Virginia. With our panel, myself, John Wynn, the, cre- the chief creative officer of Open Design, C- uh, Chris Alguero, our chief operating officer. Hey there, Jose Rodriguez, our website manager. How's it going? And Summer Diedrich, our marketing manager. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to be discussing how to build a brand in 2020. So we're going to be talking a lot about what a brand is, what it takes to build a brand, things that go into it, how you project your brand. Um, and I want to start off by saying, you know, a brand is a name, a term, a design, a symbol, or any other feature that identifies identifies one seller's goods or services as a distinct form from others' in that same industry right and the brand when you think of brands and stuff like that you probably br- think of the major brands that exist today procter and gamble nike adidas um coca-cola exactly so you know there's a lot of things that made these companies very distinguishable right um anytime you see golden arches you know you think of mcdonald's first uh, for example um so we're going to be discussing a lot about what it takes to build these brands and how they've stood the test of time, what they're still doing, too, to continue growing, right? What does it take to build a brand? What is it about successful companies that have great brands? What do you guys think?
1: So I think in 2020, you know, what it takes to build a brand nowadays is really being consistent and differentiating yourself from your competitors. Um, Also building relationships with your clients or your customers to kind of help you put yourself a step above your competitors because right now we're in a very crowded marketplace. So whatever industry you're in, it's likely you have 10 other competitors, you know, right next door to you. Mm -hmm. So being able to differentiate yourself is going to be key to allow you to stand the test of time. If you can't differentiate yourself, you're going to run into the problem where you're constantly chasing your customers to buy your services or your products rather than your customers, you know, coming to you when they need you.
0: I like that being able to stand out that that kind of brings in a uniqueness factor right like what makes you special like if there's 50 different you know plumbing companies for example it's like what makes your plumbing company special and why should people work with you
2: yeah so i like that also i mean it's important to know like before you even you know try st- like branding or uh, building your brand this takes time like coca-cola wasn't built overnight Coca-Cola is a brand that has been developed and developed and, and like, modified, developed over years to become what it is today. So don't expect to, like, build your brand in just a couple weeks and people know who you are and everything like that.
1: Yeah. And to kind of to that point, I know we're talking a lot about national brands or international brands, but you can micro-brand yourself locally to your community. So you want to be able to... A lot of people might be like, oh, I'm never going to be that big or I never want to be that big. And, you know, that's fine. But within your community or your county or your city, you can brand yourself as that, you know, local community's brand of choice for whatever, you know, service or industry you're in, whether you're in um, home service industry or whether you're in health industry or you're selling a product or a service or a professional services industry. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can differentiate yourself locally, then you'll be able to, you know, grab more customers or attract more customers over
0: time. Yeah. I like that. And and it starts local, right? All these major brands, they started local. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until they mastered their processes, their systems and whatnot, to be able to scale that brand, to be able to, you know, mimic the quality of service amongst, you know, more and more and more exponentially more people, right? So maintaining that brand integrity was really important. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I guess a way you can start like branding locally, like micro branding, like Chris said, would be like getting super involved with everything that's going on in the community you live in. Like if you can sponsor a team or something like that, like a sports team or something locally, do that, like a kids team, uh, get involved. Like if there's a fundraiser or something, get involved with that too. Like any anywhere you can put your logo in, I guess that's a good way to start, get your business to start being recognized.
0: That's a good point. So I, I have a little question that goes along with that is, you know, when you have, you know, your set brand or your image set, right? You have a logo, you have a website, you have business cards, you, you have a slogan and all that stuff, right? What comes next? You know, how do people build these brands? What do they do to project out? And I think, you know, sponsoring local teams in the community is a great idea to do that, right? But mm-hmm. what other ways can people and companies assert themselves and assert their brand?
3: So I think one of the big things that um, we do with our customers is social media. So I read on an article on RevLocal, which I had never heard of them previously, but they mentioned that on Facebook, if you have like less than 10,000 followers or something, you should be posting like one to five times a month. Um, Which I don't know if I agree with, because I know we tell a lot of our customers, excuse me, that you want to stay relevant. so you want to make sure that you do have, you know, a customer following. And with that, social media helps because, you know, they see you constantly and that builds a relationship with them and they start to trust you. And then eventually that will lead to the conversion for them to pay for your services.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I like that point summer. So let's dive into kind of like the three prongs of building. A brand in 2020, which what I mentioned earlier was consistency, trust, and just being good at what you do. Um, so trust, you know, plays into that factor, which is what Summer just mentioned. Um, same thing to what uh, Jose mentioned earlier. You know, if you're out in the community, sponsoring local sports teams, local um, other opportunities for donations, like let's say you're doing a food drive, you know, this is good um, branding work that you could do to help you build trust in the community. Like people will see you as a company that's there for the people and not just there to make money off of them. Um, so that's one way that you can start building trust, um, off of people
0: for your, for your brand. Can you expand on that a little bit, Chris, like in in terms of building trust through your brand, right? How do people specifically do that? Right. Do they just stay in front of people? Do they inform them? How do they, what's involved in that process, I guess?
1: So, there's multiple ways you can build trust for um, your brand, um, for your customers. Um, It could be, you know, by being staying out in the community, by people constantly seeing your name, whether it's through advertising or through local promotions and print, uh, newspaper on your trucks, wherever it may be. If people constantly see you um, time after time after time, they're going to, you know, kind of inherently earn your trust. because they constantly see you they see you as a reputable business they don't see you as you know business that comes in and then leaves comes in and then leaves um that's one way you can kind of start building trust for your brand
0: i like um, that I'm, I'm gonna add one thing to that too and i think another uh, one thing i can add to that is uh you know making sure that your brand is building a good reputation in terms of getting reviews right positive reviews making sure that you're Actually, when you're performing a service or finish with a service that you're asking for the review as well, you know, and making sure that if the work hasn't been done Satisfactory, you're there to mitigate that and make sure making sure that, you know, it is done to um, the standard that you want to uphold. Right. That way the the, uh, customer or client can portray that trust or portray that good experience um, in a review. And that way other people can read that building in turn building a good reputation for your company and your brand.
1: Yeah, if you're getting those reviews and you're doing a good job, people will have no problem leaving you a review online and that's another way to earn their trust because most people probably 8 out of 10 people will go on Google, research your business if they got referred to you from somebody else just to kind of check you out, see if there's if you're a business that they want to work with and if they see bad reviews or good reviews, that's going to be the deciding factor. Or could be one of the deciding factors of whether they work with you or not. So, that's another aspect of you know building trust for your brand with your community.
3: And don't be afraid to ask customers to delete reviews. I think a lot of people are afraid to ask, but I mean, people don't usually leave a bad review if you ask them to review. You know what I'm saying? So, don't be afraid to ask people. Definitely.
1: Yeah, it could be, if, and you know, you could even ask for feedback in general. Um, it's better if. Maybe you had a bad experience with a customer and you're worried they might leave you a bad review. You know, ask for their feedback, kind of intercept a bad review before they actually go on and put it on all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and having good reviews, too, it, it's, you know, I think it's helpful to use that content to be able to share to your social media or even place on your website or whatever that may be. Right. Making sure that you're sharing the good words of your company, of your brand. That way, that message is projected and multiplied amongst other people, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Does anybody else have any points on, you know, how to build trust for your brand? I think,
2: I think you, um, touched you could... on this one was uh, being consistent. Mm-hmm. Not just trying it out and just stopping, just being consistent. Because yeah, it, exactly. Building a brand it's a marathon, not a sprint, and the only way you finish a marathon is being consistent, not just sprinting and stopping. So, because I think, cause I, like, I mean, with everything in life and in marketing, especially, consistency is key.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to lead me into the second prong, which is which is consistency. And con- when when I mean by consistency is I mean. You know, you want how you appear, you know, online or in person to be um, consistent. So your design, your logo, your colors, this is all the design aspect of building your brand and making sure things are consistent uh, for your people. So they're not seeing one logo here and then another logo here or different colors everywhere. And then that doesn't help you build a brand. And maybe John can expand on that since he's more of our design expert.
0: Well, in terms of design, when it comes to your brand, you know, when you portray outward of who you are, um, you know, when you're creating your brand initially, and I'll back up real quick. When you're creating your brand initially, you know, colors play a big part in this, right? How do you want to be recognized? What are you promoting here? Um, because different colors mean certain things, right? Like blue, for example, means trust or loyalty. Um, red and yellow are used in a lot of food industry brands because that portrays hunger or, um, it ignites hunger in people. Um, you got in orange, for example, is innovation, right? So you got to make sure that whatever you are portraying outwards, whether that's through social media, through print, through your website, it doesn't matter, uh, what your outward appearance. I mean, it does matter. It, It doesn't matter how you're doing it. It just matters that you're consistent in terms of how you're sending out the message, right? Making sure you're using consistent colors, making sure you're using a consistent style, to make um, so that people start building that brand recognition for your company. Um, Because what's important is once that recognition is built, you know, people will start assimilating your brand to other things. And so that way um, it I'm sorry if this gets confusing, but when people start when you build a very successful brand image, it builds uh, your brand recognition and with higher brand recognition, people start to assimilate your brands to, you know, bigger things and better things. And that's how you expand your brand right there. Um, I know it's kind of a deep subject to touch on with design and branding and whatnot. But, you know, overall, it's it's really about being consistent. If you're posting one to five times a month, whatever it may be, making sure that each post is consistent to your brand, whether it's the colors that match, the verbiage that matches, um, the message that matches, right? You got to make sure you're Portraying your brand consistently to people so that you build that recognition.
1: Yeah, and it can also expand into your messaging, like your mission statement. Um, you want to be consistent with, you know, what your company means, what your brand means, what your vision is for the company, and how you're helping your clients. You know, that's also a part of your brand, mm-hmm. and just being consistent with your messaging and, you know, what you do and how you help people mm-hmm. is going to help you in the long run
0: yeah because your brand is more than just a logo it's more than just a design right it's the feeling people get when they see you it's the emotions that you evoke through your service or through your product whatever it may be right because i'm sure like if i just said mcdonald's for example everyone has some sort of thought or experience in their mind that initially comes in that you know they can relate to mcdonald's right or like if i said something random like kool-aid for example you know, immediately you picture that red Kool-Aid guy jumping through a wall or something like that, right? They have brand recognition. They have the content to back it up and everything. And so, being able to be consistent, you know, and um, show people who you are and how you are, it's really helpful in terms of building that brand. So I like that. Yeah. Um, what what else in a brand, right? What what are mistakes that people make in terms of
2: building a brand? A mistake, well, a common mistake uh, a lot of people make when building a brand is they overcomplicate things. Right now, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but right now what's in, it's being super simple, very friendly, uh, not overwhelming. Before, I think like a couple years back, it was like a trend to be like super complicated and super out there. But I think like recently or lately, What's in is being super simple, super straightforward, simple logo, simple post. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like poor, like poor effort in your post and things like that. But being super detailed, and very like paying close attention to the details, but being simple and minimal at the same time. Uh, not over, not o- Don't overcomplicate things that don't need to be overcomplicated. If you're a plumber, you're a plumber. I don't know if you yeah. get what I mean there.
0: Yeah, no, no. There's a huge term in marketing called KISS, and it stands for keep it simple, stupid, or keep it simple, silly. Um, But you always want to make sure you're getting to the point, right? People don't like fluff. No one's ever liked fluff at all. You can build upon what you're talking about or emphasize a point. But again, you want to keep it simple so that number one, it's easily understood. And number two, it's easily remembered. Right, because you don't want to overcomplicate something so that someone reads and it's like, okay, this is about this. This, uh, why? What is it about now? Yeah. You know, you want to make sure it, it's to the point and people it sticks in people. So let's jump into how building
1: a brand and marketing your company is more so about building an experience rather than trying to make sales. Um, I do know that when a company first starts up, you're very focused on sales, and it's okay to be focused on sales, but if you're looking to scale past, you know, six figures like let's say the 250k mark up to a million to 5 million to 10 million, at some point you're going to have to start focusing on the customer and building an experience for them. I like to tell people that most people they don't like to be sold. So you have to create an experience around it so that they feel a part of your marketing or a part of your company rather than you just trying to constantly sell them. So if you're posting on Social media, and you're constantly just asking people get a free estimate, get a free quote, get a free this, get this, get that, get this, buy this, buy that. You know, people just start to get annoyed, and they unfollow you, and then you're never going to build your following. So if you can, you know, take what you do and into some sort of experience by providing value or education through social media, through your website, um, through your advertisements, or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, And that's gonna help create more of an experience for your customers. They're gonna feel more a part of your um, company. They're gonna feel like you're providing more value. They're not gonna feel like you're constantly trying to sell them. Um, And then in return, you know, they'll come to you when they actually need your help. Um, You know, another way to kind of create an experience for your customers is to do, you know, um, local events. Like if you're doing like a local charity event, you know, that's marketing, that's building your brand, that's building trust. Um, and you're allowing your customers to be a part of it. You know, you're not just telling people, Hey, you know, buy my service, you know, buy this, buy that, you know, you want to make it more of an experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People want to understand why they're buying. Right. And like, cause they make an internal decision on like, do I want to work with this company or does this company seem cool to work with? Right. And so the experience yeah. behind your brand is very important yeah. and that can be done many different ways, social media, advertising, whatever it may be. Yeah, and even putting like a
1: couple of faces to your company um, can really help because nowadays, with there being so much competition and everybody being so disconnected because of social media, people want to feel like they're reconnecting with people. So when you put a face to your company, um, whether it's your you know your lead chief executive officer who does all the public speaking that builds all the relationships, or you have a team of you know, sales individuals or product managers, account managers, service managers that are out there trying to build a face for themselves and the company. It allows people to feel more connected and a more part of your company and creates more of an experience rather than, hey, all I see is your logo and then a random ad that's asking me to buy something.
3: Makes it more personable.
1: Yeah, so personable is going to be key when building your brand.
2: Especially when there's a lot of like, when you when you go on Facebook, there's a lot of like spammy, like poor put together ads out there. So you you don't want to be categorized as that.
0: Mm-hmm. The last thing you want is for your customers or clients to feel like a number, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure whatever experience you are building for them is you know built for them, you know, and making sure that they feel heard, making sure that they feel like they're like you've listened to them and everything. So yeah, exactly. I think that's good, guys. Do you guys have any other? No, I think overall we touched on a lot of things. You know, I think um, th- th- there's a lot, like, I think to wrap this up, right? There's a lot that goes into a brand. It's not just an image, it's not just um, your colors or your, your posts and stuff like that. It's the overall experience that you're offering people, yeah, right?
2: Your story, your purpose, things like that. All of that goes to branding. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And for most people who are just starting up, You know, a lot of this might feel overwhelming, or even if you're an experienced business owner, it can still be very overwhelming because technically the bigger you grow, you know, the more you have to actually focus on your branding and you're going to need a team around you to support it, whether it's an internal team or an outsourced team, like a marketing firm or like a freelancer, um, you're going to need help to build your brand. You're not going to be able to do it all by yourself. So I'm going to use that... Exactly. So I'm going to kind of use that as the uh, closing statement. That you know, you're you're going to need multiple hands. You know, a team of people to help you. You know, grow your brand, grow your company, as you start to scale up past you know 500,000, a million, 10 million, uh, 100 million. Um, So if those, if you, um, you know, need help with your branding, you know, Open Design does that, and we can help you with that. You can visit our website at opndsn.com. but if you feel like you've received enough information from this podcast and you have enough that you can go about on and doing it on your own as well, you know, go for it. You know, see how that works out. And you know, we're always here to help out if you have any questions um, for anybody. Essentially. So yeah. So I think that was good, guys. Um, this was this podcast is basically about how to build your brand, and we touched on three prongs to doing that, which is basically being consistent being good at what you do, so providing a good you know, experience, a good service, which I'm sure everybody already knows, and also earning trust. And you can do that through multiple ways. Um, so we hope that this was valuable to you, and you take this and kind of run with it to use it for growing your business, whether you're just starting out or you're trying to get past a million, 10 million, or 100 million. Um, We at Open Design also provide branding services. So if you're looking for some extra help because you feel like you can't do it on your own, then you can visit our website at opndsn.com. But uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next week for our next podcast.
0: See you guys later. Bye.